All right, well, come on in, grab a seat, everybody. It's time for church to start. Happy Wednesday. I know it's a rainy Wednesday, but it's okay. We're here in church, and, and we are here uh, to worship Jesus tonight. And that's always a good thing, no matter what the weather is like outside. Live streamers, it's good to have you tonight, wherever you're watching from. Uh, so come on and grab a seat. Remember, Wednesday nights, the kids are with us for worship. So if you have a child, make sure they're with you, okay? Uh, it's wonderful that families get to worship together, and that's what we love to do on Wednesday nights. Uh, a couple things real quick. Couple quick announcements. Don't forget, love your marriage is coming up. So, if you want to be strengthened in your marriage, if you want to grow in your marriage, love your marriage is for you. That is uh, Friday night, March the first, six to nine p.m. Dinner provided, childcare provided. There's a sign-up sheet at the back table for that. So uh, make sure you get your name on that. Or, or maybe, maybe uh, you're headed towards marriage. You're not married yet. Well, that's nice for you also. So go ahead and sign up and bring whoever it is you're dragging into marriage. All right? Um, amen. Uh, one other thing is uh, starting the first Sunday of February, uh, we're going to start once a month on the first Sunday of the month having youth hangout squared. So in other words, we do youth hangout the second and fourth Wednesdays of, of the month, which is tonight, but we're going to start a once a month Sunday night service at 6 o'clock right here for the youth, their own worship, their own message, and they get the sanctuary to fill up with all their friends. Amen? So that starts uh, February the 4th, 6 o'clock. So make sure uh, your young person knows about that. That's for 5th through 12th grade. Get them to invite their friends out. It'll be a good time. So other than that, how about we stand up on our feet tonight? Let's worship Jesus together.
Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are and that you chose to call us by name, that you left the 99 for the one for each one of us here. Lord, I pray that every day we would walk a little closer to you, that every day we would strive to be just like the woman who ran out to touch your garment, God, that we would wanna be that close. that is closer than a brother because you first loved <laughs> you're so so good just come and be here with us Lord we know you already are but we just ask for more more of your presence in Jesus name Amen. Well, we're so glad to have you here with us tonight. If you would, just go around and greet some of your family of faith and kids and youth. You are dismissed. Amen, amen. Get that greeting in. What in the world's going on? Is the Holy Spirit like on this side? No offense, Margo, but not this side? Or what's happening here? This is crazy. Is it? All right. Well, I'm going to bless this side real quick. You guys just stay. No, I'm just kidding. Now, we'll go ahead and take up tithing offering. If you guys got tithing offering, you can go ahead and bring it up because we want to be part of what the Lord's doing. Amen. And not only that, we want to be part of what the Lord's doing, but we want him to be part of what we're doing. And that includes my finances. My finances aren't really my own. You guys know that. I can t stand here and tell you that everything that I have gotten in life has been given to me. There are people in my position at work who have college degrees, people who've been there a lot longer than I have, in fact, they, they changed the, our vacation policy at work. This is just a little testimony is coming to me. 
they changed their vacation policy at this at work and I have enough vacation I've been there almost five years I have enough vacation now that you'd normally have to be there 20 years to get and I didn't ask them to I'm certainly glad they did but that kind of stuff is favor from the Lord you know what I mean and you gotta recognize that kind of stuff it's not just oh great my company is getting better or whatnot no it got better because you were there it got better because you brought the blessing in there you know and there's several of us who bring the blessing in there because we're trying to honor the Lord even at work and I say that because uh, I'm in a kind of a tough situation at work there's some stuff going on and it's some persecution and whatnot and I also know that's because the favor is there too we're bringing the blessing and the enemy hates it he says get them out of there get those Christians out of there all they do is come in here preaching the gospel and People are turning to the Lord, and we got to get them out of there no matter what. It's what they did to Jesus, right? He was preaching. Many were being saved, and the devil said, well, I'm just going to have to kill him, I guess. I don't know what else to do with him. And that's what he did. But just like Obi-Wan Kenobi said, you strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine, right? A little Star Wars for you there. I did that for you, Teddy. <laughs> anyway, wherever you're at, Whatever you're doing for the Lord, remember, He's involved in every moment of your life. We want to be a part of what He's doing, but remember, you want Him to be part of what you're doing. Not that it's separate. You're in it together, and He leads you, right? But remember, just like Pastor Kylan preached on, what's God's heart in this? And it's in the Word, right? But it's in your situations in life. The situation I'm going through at work, there's a hard thing kind of going on at work right now. What's God's heart in this for me? And I'm counting it all joy. No matter what happens, I'm counting it all joy. I know it's because the enemy hates us, but, but the Lord loves us and he has our back. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this offering. I pray that you bless us and let us remember you're always there. I know we say it a lot. Jesus is always there. God's there with you, but it's absolutely true. I believe that you're involved in every instance of my life. I believe that you're involved in every decision that I make. You're leading me and guiding me. I want to live every moment of my life in the Holy Spirit. I want to make decisions on my own. I want you to guide me and make them for me, Lord. You're so much smarter than I am. This old world ain't got nothing for us anymore. It's getting to a point now, God, where all the things the world can throw, maybe they had us for a while, but they just they have no luster anymore. They don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters anymore is being with you forever and take as many people as we can with us. So bless this offering. Let it do that, God. Let it go as far as it can. Let it bless as many people as it can. Let this money that we're putting in these buckets somehow lead people to Christ. Turn it into a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey man, if you have some offering, bring it on down tonight. Man, Judah, would you put it down to normal human size? There we go. <laughs> All right. So, 21 days of prayer is uh, the home stretch this week. So, the church is open tomorrow, six to seven. Friday, six to seven. Then Saturday morning, eight to nine a.m. And at that point. Uh, we will have concluded um, 21 days of prayer that we began on January the 7th. So we appreciate uh, the effort you've been putting in and, and the extra time of prayer during this time. 
and, and it's what, if you, if you haven't been here in a while, it's what all the post-it notes on the wall are, the prayer requests that we've been praying over. And we believe that God not only hears because God is not far from us, but God responds. Amen. So uh, keep on praying. And by the way, when 21 days of prayer are over Saturday, then we go right back into our normal Monday night prayer every Monday from 6 to 7 because we're, we're a pray first church. We never stop praying. Never going to stop praying. We're, we're pray first church. Why? Because without prayer, what are we trying to do? You, you need God in everything that you do. And, and the avenue that that happens is, is that we pray and connect to him relationally, but then what he can do in and through our lives. So uh, Wednesday nights, we've been talking about prayer. So John chapter 14, and, and I'm going to try to just spend a few minutes in the, in the Bible with you, then we'll close out tonight with some prayer as we've been doing during this 21 days. John chapter 14, and I just want to talk to you for a minute couple minutes, maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes, about uh, something that I hear sometimes where the, the scriptures are sort of taken out of context in regards to prayer. And I want to put it right back in its context. So John 14 and verse number 12. Jesus talking, he said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. We know Jesus went to the Father uh, and then the Holy Spirit was sent. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is the part that sort of gets lifted out of its context. And used in certain ways. I knew a kid in high school. This is an A example. He was a, he was a, he was a good athlete. Uh, he was a football player. He ran track. Uh, he was pretty fast in track. He ran he ran sprints, the 100, 200, 4 by 1, and so forth. And uh, he had aspirations to make it, you know, uh, to sectionals, districts, and maybe even on to states. Okay. And well, he didn't make it. Ended up injuring his hamstring. And I was actually, he ran for another school, but I was coaching track at that time. And I even remember the race. He's coming around the corner in, in the 200 and, and pulled his hamstring season over. And obviously he was upset, but then I found out a little bit later that he was just all hacked off at God about it. So I, I talked to him about it. He said, well, I was praying that I would make it however far he prayed. And what well, the Bible says that he'll do whatever I asked in his name. And why did my hamstring get hurt? I didn't make it as far as I wanted to go. I said, because that's not what that's talking about. You can't just apply whatever I want in his name and he'll give it to me. I can pray, well, I hope I wake up tomorrow as tall as Judah and can put the podium up this high. It's probably not going to happen. See what I'm getting at. The context of that is that we continue to do the work of the kingdom of God. Jesus said that. You can do greater works than I did. Now, we understand that when Jesus ascended and the Holy Spirit came, the work of the kingdom multiplied throughout the whole world. That's what that's talking about, the greater works. And the whole point of the ongoing work of the kingdom and the greater works is that God in Jesus is glorified. Not so you can go win districts and track. 
know what I'm getting at. So whatever we ask in his name is connected to the work of the kingdom, which he sends us to do in his name, right? And ultimately, the advancing of the kingdom glorifies the Father. So that's what's one context there. So in other words, this is not about your whims. Or let's put it this way. Now, I'm going to talk to you about things you desire. We'll get to that in a minute. God is not the great genie in the sky. You didn't find him in a brass, what, what is that, like a lamp or oil lamp, yeah. Well, you picked him up, and you know how you get the genie to come out of the lamp, you rub it three times or whatever. Well, I'm praying a lot. I'm reading my Bible a lot. I even fast. I go to church. Now you have to give me whatever I want. See what I'm getting at? He's not the great genie of the sky. We, we ask in accordance to his will. We ask in accordance to the scriptures. We ask in accordance to the things he's leading in life, but he is not there to grant your every wish. Or I would be taller, and I'd have more hair, and I'd have a whole lot more money than I have now. And I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but it's, you see what I'm getting at. So whatever you ask in my name is always connected to the work of the kingdom. Now, Matthew chapter 7. Let's look at another example of this. Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 7. Context of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, and all the things that Jesus is teaching us that it means to, to follow him. And then he says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and one who seeks finds, and one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If then... You who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Again, the context, the wider context is the Sermon on the Mount. And the thing that you read here in the Sermon on the Mount, learning how to love your enemies and learning how not to lust and learning. If you ask of the Father, he will give. You seek him. You, you ask. You knock. You chase the things of the kingdom. And if you chase those things, you will find it. But again, asking, seeking, and knocking is not about your wishes. It's the things you want. And the thing about God is he is able and he's not a reluctant stranger in our lives, but he is a good father. And he does give good gifts. And by the way, how many of you have kids? How many of you, let me ask you a question. I know, I know you don't consider yourself perfect parents, neither am I. But how many of you thought you were a pretty decent parent? Anybody? Be honest. Don't, you don't have to. Yeah. How many of you give? We're, we're waiting on the outcomes, all right? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you guys are great. Anybody can have seven kids and be alive are great parents. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Amen. How many of you gave everything your kid ever asked for on their whims? Not a one of you. God is a good father who gives to those who ask him, but he just doesn't give every whim you want because his ways are higher and he's smarter and he knows better. Right? So when I was growing up, 
my parents obviously were church people. They, they went to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. And during the spring and the summer, on the way home from church, we always passed an ice cream place named Annie's. Annie's soft-served ice cream. I am a sucker for soft-serve ice cream. It's one of the pathways to my heart, right? And you've been there. We've been to Annie's. And back in the day, you'd get an ice cream cone about that big for like 50 cents. You know what I'm talking about? I was, I'm probably not every time. I wasn't completely spoiled. But there were a lot of times coming home from church, I'd see Annie's down the road, and I'd just start bugging. I mean, what I'm talking about. And, and if I didn't feel like we were starting to turn into Annie's, my bugging would get a little louder and start turning a little bit of a fit. But my parents didn't give in to every whim every time I wanted ice cream. See what I'm getting at? Because I had to learn some discipline. Ask and be given to you, seek and you'll find, knock on the door be open to you, but these are things of the kingdom, right? Okay, how about, how about another example? Psalm 37. I've heard this one talked about in a way that you know, just whatever you want, God does it for you. Psalm 37. And verse number three. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But notice what goes with it. So commit your way to him. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Again, this is about committing your ways to the Lord, and the desires of your heart will be had because watch. When you commit your ways to the Lord, the desires of your heart will turn over into his desires. They're right. So when you have desires in your heart, they'll be lining up with his will. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. But the thing is, you'll delight in them. So uh, when, when I was growing up, I played a lot of sports. And as probably half the little kids out there that play sports, they just thought they were going to be a professional athlete. That's just what I thought. I'm playing pro football. There was a certain place in my life when I got to college, that's not going to happen. So the desire of my heart was, I want to make money. So I went going to college to uh, get into computer science. This is before iPhones. This is before computers. were. I was getting in on the front end of computer science, and I probably would have made a boatload of money. But then the Lord grabbed my heart when I got saved, and I committed my heart to him, and he called me into ministry. Now, what happened was the desire of my heart changed. I, I wasn't necessarily interested in computers. I was interested in money. I just wanted to live well. Does that make sense? He changed the desire of my heart from having wealth to pastoring people. And, and I didn't understand it correctly at first. I had to grow into it and, and could probably 
thing I didn't understand it. I'm not sure I went through with it. Nothing against you all, but um, <laughs> you see what I'm getting at. You commit your ways and the desires of your life change, and then he will fulfill in the desires of your heart. Often we desire stuff that are not the desires of God for us. See what I'm getting at. So there, there, is a, there is a pathway of prayer of him giving you the things you seek after. Now, having said that, can you never pray for something that's not of the kingdom that's the desire of your heart? You can, absolutely. I believe that. But you have to guard in your heart greed versus contentment. Are you praying towards greed or are you you're content in life, but hey, Lord, right? You, you have to balance in life that as a Christian, there may be persecution and tough times and balance it with the fact that God also wants you to enjoy life, doesn't he? He gives you desires for relationships. I mean, I, I, have, I enjoy life being married with my wife. He desires that. He gives you likes and, and things you want to do, right? Hobbies and whatever. Those are instilled by God to give you activity in life. So God wants you to enjoy life. And it's not bad to pray out of some of those things as long as they're in balance against greed and a balance against selfishness. So I'll give you an example, another example. As you guys know, I'm a bow hunter, right? I, I enjoy going out and sitting in trees in the woods. Good time. So I've been bow hunting for, oh my goodness, 20 some years. I've owned three compound bows and never once have I bought one. The first compound bow I got, somebody got me for a birthday or Christmas, somebody in the family, right? The second one I, I received, somebody said, the Lord put it on my heart to, to give this to you. And I said, no. He said, you teach on giving and receiving? Yeah. Okay, thank you. And in the third one, somebody bought me another one years later. Both the second times, they said the Lord put it on my heart. Why would God do that? Uh, because he's my good father who will at times bestow gifts to his kids. It's not about greed. It's not about... Uh, you know, having wealth, and, but, but it is, God doesn't mind you enjoying life. You see what I'm getting at? But if, if the contents of my prayer are just, Lord, give me this and give me that, and I want this and I want that, then you're missing the point. But there's times that God just does good things. Good things, by the way, are all the way down to you're in a hole financially and he makes a way out. That's a good thing. Right? You're struggling your physical body and he, he heals. That's a good thing. You see, I'm getting that. So, again, it's about motivation is the key. What motivates you to pray what you pray? So we're, we're having a grandchild in April. It'll be a prayer in our hearts that we have time to go see this child and the finances to do so. Is that advancing the kingdom of God? Not in a very directly, in a roundabout way, family and growth, yes, but not in a very direct way. I'm, you see what I'm getting at? 
But I believe God will hear that prayer. Because my motivation is pure. It's not greedy. It's not, it's not want, out of control. So we have to learn then to pray according to the scriptures. And that is big. Let me give you an example. One of the prayers that I pray the most in my life goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. See, when I'm doing this, I'm not just reciting the Bible. I am, but I'm praying it too. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For even if I find myself in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear, for he's with me. His rod, that staff, they comfort me. You know what my good father does? In the midst of my enemies, he prepares a table for me, a feast. And at that table, he anoints my head with oil, the healing oil. And at that table, my cup overflows. That's the goodness of God. Because what I know is that surely God's goodness and his love is going to follow me all the days of my life. At the end of that, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That's a prayer. Pray the scriptures. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Lord, I will not forget all your benefits. You, you forgive all my sins and heal all my diseases. You redeem, redeem my life from the pit. You crown me with love and compassion. You satisfied my desires with good things so my youth is renewed like the eagle. Lord, you work righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Bless the Lord, all my soul. I pray Psalm 103. It teaches me how to pray other times then, too, when I'm sort of ad-living in my prayer. I pray consistently. I pray. I pray. Today, I will deny myself, and I'll pick up my cross and follow you, Jesus. Because, Lord, I pray I, I, I save my life by losing my life. I pray that. You learn to pray the scriptures. What's amazing is when you pray the scriptures enough, then you learn the scriptures, and then you just pray them. Kind of a cool thing. You know them, right? So I would encourage you, and this is what I do. I have, I have a, I should have brought it. I have a, a, a little notebook with metal uh, spirals on it. And anytime I'm reading the Bible, I come across a, a man. I want that to be a part of my prayer life. I write it in that notebook. Not a prayer notebook that's full of Bible scriptures that I pray consistently in my life. See? So part of my prayer habits is I'm praying the scriptures. It'll show me how to pray otherwise. You know how often I pray over the church. I pray, Lord, holy is your name. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done in this church. Lord, I pray that you give this church this day its daily bread. Lord, I pray that you forgive all the sins in this church, but then also teach us how to forgive others. I pray, Lord, that you lead us not in temptation, but you deliver this church from evil. And I pray that because yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory. Amen. I pray it over my family, too. You know, pray the scriptures, too. They teach us some things. Amen. So, 
we pray things we need to advance the kingdom. We pray the scriptures. And then it's not because your heart is right, it's okay, Lord, well, I would just really like. If he answers, he does. If he doesn't, then it wasn't just for right now. But here's another thing that we pray. Philippians chapter number 4. In verse number 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. So, before we get to the next part of it, learn to rejoice. Be reasonable. Right? Because the Lord is with us, but he is also at hand in his returning. Now, with that, don't be anxious about anything. That's hard to do. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, in other words, bringing it to God, with thanksgiving in your heart, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So yes, bring all of your needs, bring all of your struggles, bring all of your circumstances, and give it to him. And do it with a thankful heart because you know he's near and he hears. And then when you give it to him, it's, it's like taking this big burden and just throwing it off your shoulders. And, and God says, I got it. But what I'm going to do is you gave me all your anxious worries. I'm going to trade you and give you peace instead. And a peace that comes in your heart, and it says it transcends. In other words, it overrides what? Your hearts and your minds. In Jesus, because that peace transcends all of your understanding. In other words, look, my situation right now is rough. But yet, God has given me a peace that makes no sense at all in the middle of this. It transcends your understanding. Because my understanding is, wow, this is big. But he puts peace that kind of saturates it. Amen? So, you pray according to the kingdom in the scriptures, but then also give them all your stuff. Keep giving it to them. This, this is what I'm about to say. If you can think about it, you can pray about it. If you can worry about it, you can pray about it. That worry crosses your mind, and you go, oh, that worry just crossed my mind, so now I'm going to pray. I'm thinking about this situation. Okay, great. Think about it, but then stop some point and pray. You see what I'm saying? If you can spend headspace on it, you can pray. That's up to you. Just stop and pray. Lord, I've been thinking about this, and this is bugging me, so I'm going to pray now. I'm going to give it to you. And I ask you to give me peace in return. That that is part of asking will be given to you. Because is, is the peace of God part of the advancement of the kingdom? Yes, you're, you're praying the word when you do that. You're, you're, you're drawing from what Paul says in Philippians there. You're drawing from it. It's part of it. Ask will be given to you. Lord, give me peace. Seek and you'll find. I'm, I'm struggling. I need a way in the wilderness. 
He'll start to impart wisdom or open doors that weren't there or, or whatever the case may be. But give things to him. Now you say, hey, pastor, I've been keeping track and I've given this to him like 432 times. That was a year and a half of praying right there. Then you just keep going like the persistent widow to the unjust judge. Because Jesus told a parable, and if that unjust judge will finally give in to the widow, won't the good father answer you? Why did it take 432 days? I don't know. But the good father gives good things to those who ask. And he's telling you, bring me your mess. But does that mean that I have to keep bugging God? No, it is more about keeping you in faith than him doing something. He's already at work. It's keeping you in faith that you don't give up. That's why you keep praying. Jesus said, look, the Father doesn't hear you because of your many words. Pagans do that. It keeps you in faith. It keeps you striving. It keeps you in the race. It keeps you living a life of faith. But you don't give up. See, I'm getting at. So, take your stuff to him and give him your stuff. He, he's the great baggage taker. See, we were in, in Jamaica or whatever it was. Where did we go? Yeah, Jamaica. <laughs> and we get off the, the transport from the airport and we went to Jamaica because she scored all this stuff on points from our credit card. Amen. Anyways, um, and before I put my bag down, there's like five dudes standing there ready to take my bag. I'm like, wow, great hospitality. Guy drug my bag 10 feet and said, that'll be some money. I'm like, whoa, time out. I could have drugged that myself for 10 feet, save 15 bucks right now. God's not like that. He's just waiting to take your bag and take it from you and give you something better in return. Amen? Let's give our stuff to him. Keep seeking. Keep after it. It's about the growth of the kingdom. It's about the kingdom working through you, but it's also about the God who loves you wants to help you. Amen? Amen. All right, so next week I want to talk to you Wednesday about intercession. I'm even talk to you a little bit about what it means to pray in tongues. Look out. All right, that's next week. So what we're going to do is it's 10 till 8. Live streamers, we're going to shut down because we're going to go into prayer. We'll see you Sunday morning. Uh, as we've been on Wednesdays, we're going to close out the last 10 minutes or so.